0: a production of Pioneer Utility Resources. Heart of Community is supported by the MJ Murdoch Charitable Trust, helping community-focused organizations across the Pacific Northwest sustain their missions. Because when a powerful idea fulfills its promise, lives are changed, communities thrive, and our entire region prospers. Learn more at murdochtrust.org.
1: What happens when a tree falls in a forest and no one is around to hear it? we could ask a similar question about our communities. If no one is there to observe and document our stories, what becomes of who we are? It's the role of community journalists to report on events, big and small, but for what purpose? Sure, this work keeps readers informed, but it also fosters a sense of pride in the places we call home. And perhaps most important of all, the work of journalists preserves the stories of who we are as a local group of people living our lives in collaboration, concert and community with one another. These are the reasons Doug Bates started the Highway 58 Herald, a scrappy online news publication covering the communities of the Upper Willamette outside of Eugene, Oregon.
0: Well, you know the the most common thing that you hear in in our town is that the Eugene Media don't show up unless something terrible happens up here. I'm Doug Bates, and I'm here in, in my home at Oak Ridge, Oregon, which is a, a small town up in the mountains southeast of Eugene, Oregon. And about an hour's drive, uh, Oak Ridge has one stoplight, which is probably one too many for me. Uh, after years of... Uh, living in bigger cities, uh, this is about the right size. I'm retired from 40-plus uh, years in the newspaper business and uh, retired in 19, not 19, but uh, 2009, moved here and successfully avoided getting dragged into uh, any kind of community journalism or even writing press releases for civic groups. Uh, People learn, just don't ask. Doug Bates is retired. Uh, But then about exactly one year ago, uh, the, the local weekly paper in our little town folded. And that's something that's going on in small towns all across the country.
1: Doug's resistance to get back in the newspaper game was understandable. He had spent his life working long hours for newspapers in big cities, and was looking forward to spending time with his family and enjoying a well-deserved retirement.
0: Yeah, my wife and I both uh, were kids here in the 60s. I I was here since 1956, grew up here. Uh, Yeah, when we graduated from high school, we both went to the University of Oregon in Eugene and said, we're never coming back to this godforsaken little town. But that was the hubris of, uh, young people setting out in the world. And after we raised our family in Eugene, then we decided to, uh, uh, I decided to work in bigger markets, uh, Seattle, San Diego, and, and finished my career in Portland. And, uh, after 40 years of that, uh, we both got really tired of, uh, urban living. I mean, uh, Commuting in terrible traffic and and fighting uh, for parking places and and we just kind of both started yearning for a return to the quieter life we're in the kind of town where we grew up. So we moved back here, and it's been great, uh, especially the twelve years where I wasn't working, uh, just doing uh, the retired life in in the beautiful. Mountains and a couple business leaders in town invited me to come meet with them uh, to just offer some advice on uh, what could be done to provide some kind of news to fill the information vacuum in our little town because there was nothing but misinformation going out on social media, Uh, very unhealthy situation, but it's occurring everywhere, frankly. So I met with these people. And long story short, it <laughs> they they opened the meeting with wanting to purchase the failed weekly and have me run it. And it, I told them, no, I'm retired. And besides, that doesn't pencil out anymore in America.
1: In 2019, the New York Times reported that more than 20% of newspapers in the United States had closed their doors. The number has only gone up since COVID 19 swept across the country and reshaped the economy. However, a growing movement had caught Doug's attention nonprofit news media, which prioritizes informing and educating the community over selling ad space and gaining subscribers.
0: I was aware. Of- One of my former colleagues from the Oregonian started an online news site over at the Oregon coast in a little town called Yahats. And he had been doing it for uh, over a year and kind of successfully. And he was only doing it because he got frustrated that there was no news coverage in the little town on the Oregon coast. So my epiphany in the woods was, well, if he could do that over the Oregon coast, why couldn't it be done here in the mountains of Oak Ridge? And so that was the proposal that I pitched to uh, my friends in the business community. And they bought it and invested in it. And uh, Highway 58 Herald was born. And my commitment was to, uh, you know, develop it, put it together. Uh, we have about a half a dozen regular contributors. And uh, and then we have other people writing now and then, but not regularly. So uh, I call these contributors community journalists. They're, they don't necessarily have any training in journalism, but they they like to write and they take direction and uh, they understand the importance of uh, information being accurate. and um, they're, they're good volunteers, good citizens. They Nonprofit community news sites are not going to be able to run exclusively on community journalists, so there's got to be uh, at least one or two trained people in in the operation to keep it, keep it on the rails. But it's part, it's part of the equation, yeah. And the Herald, uh, we, we rely on these community volunteers uh, pretty heavily.
1: Rather than receiving a more traditional daily or weekly newspaper, the Upper Williamette readers receive up to date news online from the Herald's website. This has been an adjustment for some, but this fully online strategy allows Doug and his team to be nimble and operate with far less overhead, not to mention the ability to provide news that is, at times, up to the minute.
0: The whole idea of a digital news site uh, is pretty alien to a lot of people. I still hear from people around town, uh, oh, I'm just really glad that Herald's out now and thank you for what you're doing now. What day is it that you come out? Uh, and I have to try to patiently explain, well, we don't come out and we're, we're always on deadline. There is no deadline. It's like cable TV news. You know, if it happens, we try to report it right away. And uh, we update our site every single day, more than one time usually. And uh, communicating that to people, especially older people who are used to uh, the print weekly, can't get over the idea that, well, you're only going to come out once a week, so I need to know what day that is. <laughs> nope, that's not true. It's not weekly journalism anymore. It's not even daily journalism. It's hourly. Uh, it's like cable TV news only without Wolf Blitzer. That's what I try to tell people, and and they kind of get that. They kind of get that. You know? No, none of us have the answers yet. We don't know yet whether nonprofit community news sites like the Herald are going to be the answer, but they're the best idea anybody's come up with yet to replace the the uh, the print weeklies that are vanishing. Every day in this country, they're, they're, they're going away. And so we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I, it's hard for me to believe that there's enough charitable foundation money out there to support every little town in America. If every little town in America has a group of people like ours who band together and start a news site, uh, I, I don't know how that pencils out. But I do know that the corporate world isn't getting it done anymore. Capitalism may be the greatest system ever devised by man and women, but it isn't getting the job done for local journalism. So uh, uh, there's a lot to hope for that the nonprofit movement will uh, be an answer. And we'll find out.
1: the importance of local news to rural communities cannot be understated. When your closest neighbor is over a mile away, a trusted news source can be your connection to the world. The Highway 58 Herald's dedication to keeping its readers up to date was especially crucial during the wildfires over the summer of 2021. The Pacific Northwest has seen record-breaking forest fires in recent years, and a surprise heat wave in the summer of 2021 made a bad situation worse. The Herald's round-the-clock fire coverage helped keep the community safe.
0: Well, I don't, I don't know about other people, but I, I need news to uh, to function uh, as a as a citizen. I can't participate fully in my community unless I have news and, and information that that helps me do that. Uh, it ranges from like this summer we had forest fires all all around our community. Uh, <laughs> if it weren't for the Herald providing hourly updates online about the fires all around our community uh, there would be nothing out there except misinformation and uh, speculation and gossip On the other end of the spec news spectrum there's things like uh, uh, who's entertaining at the local pub Saturday night is it somebody I enjoy going to hear who's going to tell me? Uh, what's going on in in our little entertainment scene here? Uh, that's maybe the the opposite, and forest fires being one extreme, and who's playing at the pub this weekend, uh, the other extreme. But that's information that that I want in my life, and I think that other people do too. And they they even in the smallest of towns, there needs to be a watchdog over the local government, which in our community is basically the city council and the school board. And uh, who's going to keep tabs on those folks if uh, the local weekly is no longer in business? And certainly the the daily down in Eugene that used to, in the good old days, aggressively cover the small outlying communities. They've, they pulled in their horns years ago. And uh, they'll, they'll send a reporter up to cover something big like a forest fire, uh, but not a school board meeting or a city council session. And I, I think that the communities can shrivel up and die if they don't have a, a local media that helps unite the community and keep everyone kind of on the same page.
1: This podcast is a companion to the written series, Heart of Community, which you'll find in the pages of Ruralite Magazine. Read them in your local copy of the magazine or visit Ruralite.com. That's R-U-R-A-L-I-T-E dot Our show, as well as the magazine series, is made possible in part by the generous and thoughtful support of the M.J. Murdoch Charitable Trust. You can learn more about their significant work at murdochtrust.org. Heart of Community is a production of Pioneer Utility Resources. Our producer is Stephen B. Smith, our editor, Leon Espinoza. The series narrator is yours truly, Chasity Anderson. Our engineer is Lucas Smith of Lucky Sound Studio. This episode was written by Will Paulson. It's based on the Ruralite Magazine story by Lauren Kessler. Thank you, our listeners, for tuning in. And please share these important stories with someone who needs to be uplifted, encouraged, and inspired. For that, after all, is the mission of the arts and the heart of our community.